0: Welcome back to the Den Mothers Podcast. You are here with your hosts, Lauren and Camille, aka your Den Mothers. woo woo woo! like a like a ow. This episode is sponsored by Amber Bath Bathing Essentials. If you want the most delicious soaps body butters, hand salves. If you want the butt cheeks, that of a baby, you will go to amberbath.com and use code WOLFPACK for 20% off your order and a little free gift from your den mothers. Today, (laughs) we're talking about the fact that life is really hard, man.
1: It is an honor and a blessing to be alive. And also it is so hard sometimes. It's
0: so hard to be a person.
1: I think it's even hard when it's not hard. Like when you're feeling in love and it's just like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. It's still hard because you are all of a sudden being faced with, I'm in love with this person. Are they as in love with me? Are they going to leave me? What's happening now? You know? Yeah,
0: or if you're so in love and you're like, oh my god, but I still have to make money, so yes. I have to go to a job. Yes. I have to, yes. I have to leave this person yes. so that I can make money to pay my rent to my landlord, who also needs money because it's just a cycle and life is hard.
1: And <laughs> or when you're feeling so good because you got your new Amazon package, and then you realize you have a shopping addiction and you have yeah. to stop pressing. <laughs> Add to cart.
0: You have to stop pressing add to cart. Speaking of that, I found out that I can get Amazon delivered to my place in Mexico. Wow. And you know what? I wish I didn't know that because right. that makes it harder for me yes.
1: <laughs> to when not
0: you, buy online.
1: Okay. So where I am right now, I've convinced myself that there's no way a postal service worker could find where I live. And I don't want my packages to get lost, so I just haven't ordered anything. And it's crazy how much you don't need. I I have been completely surviving, feeling pretty good every single day. I've got my staple products, got my staple stuff. But if I'm in a place where I can receive Amazon packages, I just order them. I order stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. I'll see something on TikTok that looks (sighs) cute on someone. I'll look up the knockoff version on Amazon. I order it. It looks good. I order it in a couple more colors.
1: <laughs> you return the beige one because nobody we likes beige. Too,
0: we have too much access. Yeah. It's part of life being so hard. It's part
1: of life being so hard.
0: <laughs> First world problems. All right. Let's get let's get updated with some weekly with some weeklies. <laughs> Camille,
1: I saw on social media that you had a pretty fairy tastic. 28th birthday. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you did, how you were celebrated and how you're feeling today as a 28 year old.
0: Let me start off by saying I used to fear birthdays.
1: (laughs) It was part of life being hard. Yeah.
0: I did not like the idea of getting older. And this year, my birthday felt more just like a day. I didn't attach to it. I thought This is just another day. It just happens to be a day that I was born 28 years ago. Like I said before, I was ready for 27 to be over. And so also I'm not going out anymore. I think it's interesting because at the beginning of this podcast, if you've been here with us since July 2021, which it's almost been two years, right before you left to move to Tulum. Yes. Yeah. I was a total party animal. I was popping M. I was popping. I was.
1: You were popping C.
0: I was putting some C in my nostrils. You were popping A. You were popping. That's alcohol. So much A alcohol. I was doing ripping shots. I do beer bongs. I was just crazy. Like I was a nutso party girl. And through my last two years, I've really slowed down. So, all my friends here have also really slowed down recently. It feels like just an energetic reset for the whole group. (laughs) But anyway, there was a jungle party on the 11th of March, which is two days before my birthday. And we had kind of been preparing for weeks. We thought this is going to be, it's going to be a great DJ. It's a close location. There are some jungle parties here where you get bust like 45 minutes out into the jungle. So when you have to come back home, it's a trek. You have to wait for the free buses or a cab is super expensive. So it's annoying. But this one was only a, about a five, maybe seven minute drive. And it was Very we could have walked if we wanted. It's just a little bit of a busy road. Yes. In between the city and the beach. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. So we amp up, and I remembered that for Halloween, my bestie came out here and brought me a fairy costume that I had ordered, and I never wore it because we didn't end up going out for Halloween. So I thought I used to be called the music fairy. I did. I did. I was a music fairy. I make really great playlists, especially if we're doing a little mushrooming. If we're doing a little bit of drinking, I make great playlists. So I thought, I'm going to be the music fairy tonight. (laughs) Dress as a fairy and go dance my absolute ass off. So got to my friends. We had a bunch of people over at her house. She hosted us. Shout out, Alyssa. I love Alyssa. I mean, frame agency, the one that did our rebrand yes that same Alyssa she's the one who hosted a party for me and she brought me little croissants we celebrated we partied we did not go out until twelve thirty at night which is shocking jungle parties here go from 10 to 10 a.m 10 that a.m. is 10 so a.m. exciting yeah
1: if so you're we- American it's shocking to go out at 12 or 12.30, which most of our Wolfpack are Americans. Mm-hmm. But remember in Europe, that's when they start going out too. You just go out so late.
0: Yeah, you go out so late. 1 a.m. is normal to get there. Yes. And we were
1: early. We were early. No, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't even – that kind of a thing, I, can, I actually can't even imagine doing it. But of course, when you're on drugs, it's more fun. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I did not drink actually because I I had went I I had gone to a cenote earlier and done some swimming. I am not into drinking anymore, so didn't drink. Just had a couple of bubbly waters with some fruit juice. You know what I did drink though?
1: <laughs> oh, oh yes, I do
0: know. Lauren knows it's a Mexican Coca Cola,
1: dude. There's nothing like the high you can receive from a Mexican Coke in the glass bottle.
0: Okay, in the glass bottle. Unfortunately, I didn't have a glass bottle.
1: Oh, that's not okay. So
0: devastating. There is something different about South American Coca-Cola. It amps you up like you would not believe.
1: Well, we know what's the difference. The difference is that...
0: They use cane sugar.
1: They use... Yeah. Thank you. They use cane sugar and the United States brand switched over to the high fructose corn syrup. Ugh. So they use cane sugar and there's a lot of caffeine in it. There's caffeine. So you, Yep. yeah, you can really write a whole essay if you want.
0: <laughs> yeah. I have friends who don't drink here and they just drink Coca-Cola to stay up and party at night. And without... No drugs or anything, just Coca-Cola. And I'm like, no, I get it. It feels like you're on cocaine.
1: It does. I think that there is cocaine in there and there it's just a joke. It's like yeah. one of those big jokes.
0: Yeah, it must be. So I had a, a fourth of a Coca-Cola. I was feeling really good. We got there and I did do a little party favor, just a little bit. And <laughs> one that they typically use at festivals to make you dance all night and i dance and dance and dance until 6 a.m. gosh yeah it was fun it's such an energetic way. And, you know we, we had a really good group like 10 people it was fun it was crazy i had a little birthday make out that's right uh-huh you made out i did yes girl nope <laughs> it was a man It was a man. Unfortunately, they had the same name as my ex. (laughs) So that threw a wrench in things. But you know what? It was fine. I said to him, this is really fun. And also, I want to go dance with my girls. I want to dance with my girls. Yeah, so we just danced, 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 went back. We had a stretch party. I came back. I watched TV all Sunday, slept all day. And then on my actual birthday, I caught the sunrise on my rooftop. I went and took a nap with Rudy. I went for, oh, I went to the gym. I I just totally relaxed my way into my 28th year. And then I went out to my favorite Mediterranean place with a bunch of girlfriends, me and six friends.
1: Wow. It was so fun. Big time blast.
0: I felt really celebrated and really loved. Yeah. You looked celebrated and loved. Thank you. Lauren got me the best present ever. She got me a massage from an incredible woman here oh, yeah. in Mexico. And she came over to my house actually last night to give me an experience of a lifetime.
1: <laughs> well, I will tell you that the world does, her name is Pavlova.
0: Yeah, and the world does not
1: deserve Pavlova because yeah. her massages will just take you right into another dimension.
0: It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, she's doing Reiki. She's doing singing, singing bowls. I was blasted into another dimension. It was crazy.
1: <laughs> that feels so good. It feels good. Yeah, so, so good.
0: I had the best birthday week ever. I love it. 28 is already feeling really fabulous.
1: Okay, well, that's amazing. I did just want to say that I was – I knew that you were going to be in the fairy costume, but I didn't realize that you were going to be wearing a butt cheeks fairy costume (laughs) without any pants. And I felt a little bit surprised.
0: I was not wearing pants. I wore my full butt cheeks were out. I looked very much like a... You know what? Only some of the wolf pack is gonna connect with this. But if you were a twenty eleven to twenty thirteen raver. Okay. <laughs> I was not. Nope. Lauren wasn't. I was. This is one of the costumes. I had fish net tights, my combat boots, uh uni, and the wings. But what you can't see from the pictures is that I had the a white lacy long shawl. That I was wearing most tonight. I did take the wings off because I had to set myself free, and then <laughs> I had on my little, and then I had on my little. It's actually something that Lauren gave me. You know that white long lace. Oh, of course. Yeah. So that's what I was wearing. So I did have some pants, sort of, but some look. My booty looked good. My booty
1: looked real good. She was out to play, and I was really proud of you. That's Thank so
0: you. fun Yeah it was so fun Totally different than your birthday extravaganza We remember we were going to do comparisons yes. I did not have birthday sex You know it's crazy I'm coming up to another cycle I'm about to shed for my time of this month And I just still don't feel like having sex <laughs> Well, then you shouldn't. Yeah, it's not like I wouldn't have suitors, you know? I mean, I'm on a couple dating apps. I'm here and I'm there, but I am just not feeling it. I actually am barely having a self-love practice right now, if I'm going to be completely honest.
1: Wow. You know, I just think that that stuff ebbs and flows. I just think it does. The older I get, because, you know, I was in a little phase for a while where I'm like, sex all the time, orgasms every second – Even when when we were at dad's recording and I'm like, we should be having orgasms every single day.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean that when I'm having orgasms because I'm like, why am I not doing this? That's right. Yeah. It feels so good. And it's like, why wouldn't I be delivering that to myself? It's like (laughs) an Amazon package, but it's free. (laughs) It's so exciting. So why wouldn't I be doing that every single day?
0: Free serotonin and dopamine release. Yeah.
1: But it's actually hard to do anything every single day. Even breathe. You so know I, what? Life is hard.
0: <laughs> no, life, life is hard. Man. Yes. Life is just hard. You know. I'm just gonna be honest. Luckily, my life doesn't feel hard right now. Yes. My life doesn't feel too hard right now. I'm in a. I'm in a really good phase. But I've had. I've had a total kick in the ass the last year and a half. My life was really hard. Hmm. Yeah, looking at it in the grand scheme of things, I had the hardest year of my life, 27, when I was 27 years old.
1: That was – I think that was the hardest year of my life too. Yeah. 27,
0: it was. That was the hardest year of my life. 27. 27. Like
1: from October to the following October was the hardest year of my life.
0: Yeah. You know what? Most most people, it is. 27 is a very – trying year in astrology some may say you are starting your Saturn return that's right yeah and it honestly has hit me and my friends all the same
1: (laughs) yes me too 27 was just such a wild it was just really hard it was a lot of digging in and then seriously right before I turned 28 at the end of 27 that's when I did Bufo and that was my first real psychedelic experience and it just really the next year was one of the best years of my life.
0: Yeah. I'm feeling this one's gonna be a really good year for me. I can just feel it in my bones. Yeah. I love it. I feel like I deserve it. You do after the year that I had. You do.
1: And we have gone into detail with it and who knows if we ever will, but whoa, I mean you had you had an experience that very few people will ever experience.
0: Yeah. I did. I did. Yeah. It was the most heartbreaking, frustrating. It's still heartbreaking. We were talking about it last night. I was telling Lauren. And this just kind of all flows into what's what we're talking about today of life being hard even when your life is really great. Sometimes you are reflecting or just having a moment and it feels like, "Oh, I it's life is just heartbreaking," you know? I mean, for me last year, I obviously never wanted to go through a divorce. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I married someone who was one of the greatest loves of my life. I thought he was the love of my life. It turns out he'll just be one of them. But to reflect back on the year and just see a downturn, looking back through photos and, you know, seeing videos, it's like, man, that was really hard Mm -hmm. really hard still feels hard still feels hard in my heart when I think about it yeah yeah
1: I think I realize that I haven't given my weekly update yet but I still want to say this Mm -hmm. especially if you're on a healing journey which is a lifelong endeavor really but if you start to realize how incredibly beautiful life is there's always the balance of that which is also how incredibly heartbreaking it is like you can imagine um, one of my favorite authors who I got from Shane Stephen Buhner he writes at length about dying because he was given a terminal illness while his mind was still very clear and he's brilliant and beautiful and has written all about plants and nature and writing and just he's incredible if you haven't read his stuff I highly recommend starting to read Stephen Buhner
0: yes and he did just leave Earthside just a few months ago so R.I.P. to Stephen
1: yeah he just died but it's so interesting because he talks about how the more open you are to the world and the more open you are to love and to your truth and to your internal world the more heartbreaking things are like the more heartbreaking it is to lose a loved one or to really experience grief or to recognize how much suffering there is in the world like there is a tremendous amount of heartbreak just in beauty as well. Like, you can't help it.
0: Yeah, I feel like a big piece of that, at least from my experience, is that now that I've taken this deep dive onto my internal world and becoming as present as I possibly can in each moment – it feels like there's no distraction from the heartbreak. Right. And that's why it hits you harder because it's not trying to figure out why you're heartbroken or all these racing thoughts about what could have been or what is, it just is heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. My body just feels so heartbroken. There's no need to put or attach any thoughts to it. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why going through what I went through the last year feels so incredibly painful and still does after, you know, almost a year because the whole situation just was heartbreaking. That's just that's
1: that's what it, it was.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah. And it just might be heartbreaking forever. <laughs> right. The
1: heartbreak – comes and goes I think we you can label it as heartbreaking but you might not be feeling the throes of it all the time that part you're feeling better and then whoa here it is
0: yeah there are ebbs and flows which is with everything in life and I'm not feeling heartbroken all day every day I'm actually experiencing more joy and presence and love than I've ever felt in my whole life And also there's a part of that that's like, oh, my God, I'm really enjoying my life. And then these little moments will trickle in of like, oh, it's sad, you know? It's just Mm – it's sad that I lost someone that I really loved, you know? Yeah. Grieving a person that is still alive is an experience like none other. It's very weird. Anyway. Anyway. Okay, (laughs) talking about life is hard. Give us an update. Give us a weekly update.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I'm happy we're talking about this today. First of all, just because I had a very interesting week for me. I have been in a really amazing headspace, body space for a while. And I'm a little bit more how do you say? Unstable than Camille in a lot of ways. Like I'm
0: dramatic.
1: Yeah. I just consider my heart more of like an artist's heart. Like I'm more effect. I I'm like incredibly swept up in emotion. You know, if something feels sad to me, it's like, Oh, like I feel so overcome by it. I don't have good, like, okay,
0: <laughs>
1: it's going to be okay. You know, you don't
0: need to, it's like, yeah, wait, I have a perfect example of it. Okay. When we were at our grandparents for New Year's, my grandparents are incredibly brilliant, both yep. of them. They're amazing. And our Jiddu, our Syrian grandpa, he was showing us NASA's new <laughs> space camera <laughs> and of the new photos of galaxies and the universes and stars and, um, you know, stars being born, all this stuff. And he was showing us the images. And I am like in awe, you know, like, wow, it looks fake. You can barely even believe it. And then I look over and Lauren's like, "Ah!" Like, literally sobbing. She's just like, oh my God. You know, it's like, what is life? (laughs) It's like, so, she's just so, she feels everything really deeply. <laughs>
1: yes. It brings me to a point of almost collapse. Cause yeah. I, it's so exciting. I mean, my, the when I feel excited, i simultaneously feel very heartbroken. Like yeah. watching, watching those images, it was like, Oh, like it felt <laughs> gut wrenching, even though it yeah. was just not, you know, it, I just, it overcomes me. So anyway, it
0: totally overcomes her. So anyway, <laughs>
1: anyway I had a really I had a week that I'm not fully ready to discuss but let's just say that I met new parts of myself in a very sober way like I've had experiences like this on psychedelics you know I've been open with the podcast about I've been on several done bufo several times big giant mushroom doses ayahuasca you know so I'm familiar with having big experiences and having a lot come through at once, but I just never had experienced that before completely sober and open and that something really wild happened this week. But I think my reflection on it is that I knew that coming to kind of the middle of nowhere in Washington was going to be a challenge because you know, while I love being in the forest and I love being surrounded by trees and stuff, I've never been on a two month, pretty much meditation retreat. Like we are an hour away from true, like there's a convenience store 30 minutes away, you know, but it's like, if we want to go to an actual like grocery store, that's an hour. So wow, you know, we're out there and it's just Shane and me.
0: Yeah. And, oh, well.
1: And Momo. And so I've just given myself the permission to welcome whatever needs to clear. And there's part of me that feels like, you know, I've said that I want babies immediately. And part of me is like, I. it feels like I'm doing all of this work so that I don't pass any of this stuff down. <laughs> it's like, and yeah. it feels important. So anyway. I came up with the topic today of life is hard because sometimes you just get served a really weird dish and you've just got to eat it.
0: <laughs> yeah. What? Sometimes you have food poisoning and you just have to have diarrhea. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. But well, as Lauren and I are ta- we're talking about this topic. I do want to mention something. Life is hard life is going to be hard it's weird to be in the life that we're in if you try to think about consciousness in and of itself how you're existing how your arm moves up and down even when you're not telling it to and you're also doing a million things life is just weird okay (laughs) and then you put all the societal norms into it you're having to make money you're having to survive your childhood yeah you have your childhood you didn't choose your parents it's just It's all so strange and no matter what, you're going to have hardships in life. The harder thing, though, is dealing with hardships when you haven't healed from the shit you at least know you need to heal from, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I just, we're going to give you some ways and some things to do when your life is getting hard today, but... I do want to mention, and we mentioned this before in our meditation episode, when you're doing self-love practices, when you're practicing meditation and breath work, when you're working with a therapist or a coach, you're not doing it to put out a fire. You're Mm -hmm. doing it to practice for the hard times. Mm -hmm. So it's really important that we – Hire a coach, hire a therapist, do a women's retreat, face our stuff from childhood before little things in life start to happen so that when life is hitting you hard, it's not happening from a triggered place. Mm. And an example of this was I told Lauren, man, sometimes when life gets hard, I just want to order in a pizza, get hot Cheetos, get an Icy from 7-Eleven if you're from the U.S., And watch Netflix all day. And you know what? To me, that feels really good. But if you're a person who's struggled with an eating disorder before, or you've always had body image issues, or you've been really sucked into diet culture, you may want to do that. And then all of a sudden, something else comes up inside of you about, okay, now you hate yourself because you've overeaten. you've done this. The more... We push off our healing, the harder those things come to us when life is getting difficult.
1: Yeah, it's like the more we push off our healing, the more compacted things become. So it, it will feel like you're having a hard time. Let's say that you're going through a breakup, you're having a hard time, and you're like, man, life is hard. And then Yeah, like Camille said, all your body image stuff comes up because you just want to comfort yourself or you're not going to the gym as much. And so now you're putting shame on top of that that you got from your mom who shamed herself from your childhood and your dad who told you that you weren't going to make it. And, you know, like... Right. So it can be hard because, well, it's what we call spiraling, right? Like you can be having a life is hard moment and then it spirals into life is hard in general. Like we're talking today about when we have kind of both, actually, the grandiose, like life is going to be hard and life is also so perfect. Like it's magnificent. It's magnificent. It's perfect. Everything that's happening is this wonderful dance of heartbreak and beauty and disgusting, horrible things that happen in the most magnificent orgasms and Music and song it's there's so much life is so much and that's that's how I think of God is it's everything, you know, it's encapsulating everything and so When we talk about life being hard, I mean it's hard and it's all of these other things So we're not saying in a depressing way today life is hard boo-hoo What I'm saying is life particular segments of life can be very challenging but the bigger picture is that it's perfect when you're having a hard moment it's perfect it's okay you can make it through this and this is what that episode is for today how you can make it through it and how we can start to unpack your shit so that when you're having a hard moment it's not total life collapse
0: yeah amen to that And I also just want to throw out there to the Wolfpack, if you are currently in a life is hard phase and you're going through something challenging, whether that be a breakup, a divorce, the loss of a job, the loss of a family member, loss of a friendship, I mean, anything, any any grief, any loss, any pain, heartbreak, you're doing great. Mm -hmm. We love you. We see you. This too shall pass. Everything is temporary. Just remember that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when we get stuck in it and we're just so wrapped up in the shit, it's like, oh, God, this is never going to end. It's going to be this terrible forever. But always just remember there will be a phase in your life. A time will come when you're looking back at this time and think, whoa, I made it through something hard. I am so proud of myself. Mm-hmm. So just be in it. Stay in it. You're going to get through it. And we love you.
1: I love that. And I want to emphasize something. I didn't even realize this in me until recently. I don't know if this is maybe a depressive quality. I'm not sure what this is. But I I ebb and flow, like I mentioned on you know, earlier in this episode. And sometimes I'll wake up and I just have a different feeling in my body. I'm kind of just like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to work. I don't want to talk. I just kind of want to, you know, do nothing. (laughs) And it will feel so all-consuming for me that I forget there's, that it's going to lift, You know that that feeling is gonna go away and so Shane will say to me let's go for a drive and I bet when we come back from the drive you'll feel completely differently than when you left the house and every time I'm just like all right let's do it and when I come back it really has already lifted and I won't even be trying to make it happen it's just that it's passed you know and so I just have been learning that about myself. And these are little patterns that it sometimes takes somebody else saying it to you to be like, oh, okay. Every time I've ever had a hard emotional period, it's passed actually, because I'm not in that for the rest of my life. It's passed. Okay. So we can have hard moments. We can do hard things. It will pass. And that's really helpful, especially if you're in a really dark place.
0: I think that Shane was the one who mentioned to me that the hard moments are the moments where we also grow the most. Mm -hmm. It's not like he's the only person who's ever said that, Mm -hmm. but there is so much creativity and power and emotion in those hard times. Mm -hmm. And I have actually looked back at some of the harder moments I had over the last year and been like, God, I kind of—I know it's weird. I kind of miss those little heartbreaking mm-hmm. phases right. because I was painting, I was singing, I was writing like crazy. When things are more neutral, it feels a little bit harder to get that ah, uh, that like depth out of you, mm-hmm. and when you're in that really heartbroken, think about every. F- artist album every famous artist album is all based on heartbreak (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. like most artists aren't creating when they're falling madly in love with somebody they're doing it when they're heartbroken so just remember that you'll look back on the phases you might even miss the little heartbreaks so just try and be in it yeah try and be in it
1: and also to to piggyback on that it's in the most chaotic times that we can find a lot of clarity on things. I'm going to explain what that means. It's if your whole life stays the same and there are no big changes, you have nothing to compare your normal existence with, which means nothing comes up. Right? So if you're kind of staying streamlined the whole time, that you're alive. There's never anything where you say, oh, whoa, wait a second, okay, I'm, th- there's pain. Let me, let me look at this. So they say that very heightened senses, when you're really pissed off, you know, like when you're having road rage, it's an indicator for you of where you have work to do. Yeah. Right? So when you're feeling tremendous heartbreak or you're feeling low or you're feeling like life is hard, It's like, okay, what's what's at the bottom of this? What's here for us to look at? Because when you look around you, your life is pretty magnificent for most of us. We have pretty magnificent lives. And so what is it that can bring you back into this moment? What is it where you can remind yourself, hang on, whoops, I am going to feel this, but I also want to make it clear to myself that my life is really great. Yeah. Okay, so what are some things we can do?
0: These are just a few things that our wolf pack can do when life is feeling like it's getting really hard. Yeah. Okay. Or if you're with a partner who's going through a phase where life is really hard.
1: Yeah. That's tough. It's really tough. It happens.
0: Yeah. And you also forget that in those moments you're still allowed to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Because I know a lot of us adapt to the energy of our partner and that's Really tough, and you don't want to let that happen for too long because you can lose yourself in that. Mm -hmm. So, make sure to do these things, encourage your partner to do them if you're in that kind of space, and also continue taking care of yourself in these ways. Yes. The first one is going to be writing a letter to yourself.
1: This is a specific type of letter, it's a pep talk letter. Okay. So, this is going to be you not holding back and telling yourself, gassing yourself up, you are such a shining star. You're incredible. I'm so proud of you for when you did that and you got over this. You're so resilient. Look at the way your body moves. You're incredible. You're beautiful. People love you. You light up a room. You have all these good qualities, okay? That is the letter that you're going to be writing to yourself. And this is really great to have it because when you're going through a tough time, you know, I did this for myself with business. Inevitably as a coach or as somebody who's helping, teaching, healing, you'll go through lulls where you're like, am I even doing anything? Like, you know, or I will be feeling personally like I'm going through a challenge and it's like, how can I help people when I'm going through a challenge, you know? I go back to the kind things I've said about myself or the kind things other people have said about me, and it really helps.
0: Yeah, that does help.
1: So, if you're in a low time right now and it feels really difficult to write yourself a letter, a pep talk letter, you can write this letter as if you're writing it to a friend who's going through a hard time. Oh, that's good. You know what I mean? That's so, good, yeah. Like, pick a person in your life and pretend like they're going through a hard time. What yeah. are the things you would say to them to give them some juice, to to really feed their need for love and for some validation? Yeah. How would you write that?
0: Okay, that's great. Yeah, because it it's hard... When you're in that time, you're like, I have nothing good to say about myself, but you say things, say nice things about somebody else. So write it to another person and then read it for yourself. Right. Right. Okay. Perfect. Okay. The second thing is committing to practices that
1: feel good for you. What I mean by this is that oftentimes if we're going through a hard time, we basically abandon shit. It's just like, I can't do anything. Yeah. And I get that. This week, I had a weird moment. I woke up and I forgot to even like what my normal morning routine was. I was kind of just stumbling around the house. Like, when do I normally have my digestive tea? When do I take my probiotic? You know, I was just sort of like, I don't know. I couldn't, it felt like I couldn't do anything. So what did I commit to? Being present in the bath with myself. When I would be in hot water, whether it was the shower or the bath, I just would take a moment to notice the warmth on my body, take a deep breath, and remind myself that this was going to pass. This is not going to be forever. This is going to pass. And that really felt great. You know, it's not like it pulled me out of it completely, but it's like committing to one thing you can do.
0: Yeah, This kind of couples with another one I wanted to mention, but I kind of want to just put it into this one. It couples with changing your environment Mm. because when we're in a high spirit, what we're wanting to do is go on walks, go drive somewhere, go to a cute little cafe to work for the day, go out to eat at a new spot. And then when we're in a hard time, it's Mm -hmm. like, I cannot leave my house Mm -hmm. I am not doing anything and sometimes like you said with the car ride with Shane it really does help to just change your environment a little bit Mm -hmm. go to a coffee shop so you can people watch and get a different tea or coffee than you normally get drag your ass outside no matter how hard it is you're going to totally fight against going out for a little walk, but when you come back, you're going to feel so much better. Mm -hmm. It's really just committing, keeping committed to those good feeling practices Mm -hmm. that you typically don't want to do when things are hard. (laughs) Yeah. You know,
1: when people experience clinical depression, or even if they haven't been diagnosed, but go through depression episodes, it's hard to eat. Like you don't even care to take your dog out for a walk. It's like, I would rather my dog shit in the house cause I literally yeah. can not even get out of bed. And so, you know, I've seen a lot of advice or from therapists and everything with depression where it's like, if you can just commit to showering, like I'm talking about right. when you're really low, like when it's really hard, if you can just commit to that, you know, moisturize your skin. And then for people who don't experience depression. really intense depression, it's good to choose a couple things that you can do for yourself too. I'm going to tell one that for me, okay, mine might not be relatable at all. So whatever. But one of mine is cleaning. <laughs> like I love cleaning. Like if I'm feeling low, I will do my best cleaning that I've ever done. I'm talking about taking the little circles out of your stove that have all of that bacon grease on them and like melted cheese and those little burnt crispies of food and scrubbing them, putting them in the dishwasher, cleaning out your refrigerator that's so gross because you just haven't cared for a while getting a broom and dusting all the little or you know sweeping all the little corners like for whatever reason when I clean my house it feels like I'm cleaning my mind and so yes. that is one thing that if I'm really low I clean and I turn music on and sometimes I can't even sing to it or dance but I just have some music and spot like to a spotless perfection and yeah. that's
0: so good for me it, it helps yeah. me I love that I love I I remember this night with my ex and I was feeling so low and then all of a sudden I just got up and I cleaned the house for like an hour I showered I put something sexy on and I was just like oh I'm a totally new person I, I remember him going you really needed that and I'm like yeah I did I needed to just clean like scour the house Yes, get all the hair off, like every single thing. I just had to, I had to clean. Yes, I had to clean. this mine is different. Everyone's gonna be like, okay, Camille, we get it. You meditate. Yes, but I, the last year was the hardest of my life, mm-hmm. the hardest of my life, and I can count on a single hand how many days I skipped my meditation or breathwork practice. Whoa. I was going through something most people in this life will not go through (laughs) in a divorce. And my life could not have been any more chaotic. Mm -hmm. And I committed every single morning or evening or afternoon whenever I could fit it in to do 10 minutes of sitting with myself in stillness. Mm Mm-hmm. I do not think I would have learned as much about myself if I wouldn't have done that. Right. Because now when I'm out of that, I'm like, Whoa, not only did I get through that, but I also got through that with dedicating time every single day to myself. Mm -hmm. And some days I would wake up and my day would be so chaotic, so much energy coming my way, just chaos. And I knew that I could If I could just dedicate that one moment to myself in the morning, everything would be a lot less difficult. Mm -hmm. And it was. Mm -hmm. It was. I can't imagine what my year would have looked like if I hadn't done that.
1: I mean, I always just value your dedication so much. You're such a devoted, dedicated person. I feel like you're so, it's like one of the reasons you're so good at relationships, I feel like, is because you're really (laughs) devoted to it. Yeah. Like, if you're going to be in love, you're so devoted.
0: I'm really devoted. Yeah. I was always devoted. Think about me as a gymnast.
1: I know. You have a devoted characteristic. It doesn't even exist in me. Like, I have to remind myself that that's even an option. Yeah.
0: Someone, people on the podcast might not know that, but I was a really competitive gymnast when I was younger. Yeah, you were <laughs> like Olympic bound. Yes, you yeah. were so good. Yeah. She was so, yes. So, good. so good. Okay. Anyways, all right. Our next one is doing nothing, just do nothing.
1: <sighs> okay. Allowing ourselves to do nothing. Yeah. And this is gonna be different for every person because some people, when they're having a hard time, have no problem doing nothing. Other people, when they're having a hard time, would rather do anything other than feeling that they're going through a hard time.
0: Right, right? Yeah. So they'll
1: party harder, drink more.
0: Be on social media more.
1: Be on social media more, you kind of, want to be away from it. So you zone out from it and you do nothing maybe, but it's not intentional. I'm talking about intentionally doing nothing Mm -hmm. and allowing yourself to feel it. This is actually very difficult. It's an advanced practice to, to do nothing.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: You do not want to be feeling what it feels like to be not feeling good. Uh -uh. So you'll distract yourself, you'll do anything. This is just one option. If this feels like too much for you, you don't have to do this one. But doing nothing, and what I mean by this is you're not doing anything that's going to distract you from what's happening internally. Mm -hmm. Common distractors are binge-watching shows, Mm -hmm. scrolling on social media,
0: talking about the thing that's going on with friends and family
1: yes talking about the thing that's going on with friends and family to an exhaustive degree not because you need help with it but because you're just idly chatting about what's happening you just want everybody to know make sure you're not crazy you know blah 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 that's actually very detrimental it's not very
0: very detrimental
1: yeah It's not great because you're not learning about your internal world. You're reaching for the external stuff. And of course, we need support sometimes. But I'm talking about
0: when you're constantly on the phone, on FaceTime, reviewing and going over every single detail of the thing, that actually is not doing you any good. It's feeding the mind and making the thoughts worse and more rampant. What we actually should be doing is telling our thoughts to quiet down and getting back into the body. Yes. Yeah. Other common distractions going out to drink a lot. If you're going through a heartbreak, going out and having sex with as many people as you possibly can, (laughs) going on a million dates, being on dating apps apps, incessantly. Yeah, Yeah. Incessantly. And I'm
1: saying all of this because oh my god have I been this person oh yeah at one point during my last breakup my screen time was over eight hours a day like yeah yes of course okay I was working on social media too but are you serious eight hours a day I was crazy my, I, my eyesight went bad that's literally when I got these glasses
0: <laughs> so I, I want to put another comment in here though When we're doing nothing, we can also just substitute that saying, that phrase for allowing your body and mind to rest. Mm -hmm. Like we really need to allow the body and the mind to rest. Pick up a book, clean your house, paint a picture, tap into the creativity, Go out into nature. We're not talking about doing nothing of just – you don't have to just sit and look at a wall or meditate for hours. But if you're – it's hard if you just said change your environment, which is – this is just a pool of things to do, okay? Right. I'm not saying you have to do every single one of these. But I feel like sometimes when we're in a bad place and what we really want to do is rest or just read or relax or – spend time with some girlfriends and laugh instead we'll force ourselves to go to the gym force ourselves to go cook the healthy meals and stuff and sometimes what it really feels like is we need to give our body the permission to say it's okay to rest a couple days or a week off of doing all the stuff we normally do is not going to set us back it's going to propel us forward we just Mm -hmm. need to give our our, ourselves the space to just be. And I think you know what is the most important
1: thing to do in listening to this episode is take a survey of what your normal practices are when your life gets hard. What is your unique signature? What do you do? Are you an overworker? Do you work more when you're going through a hard time? Do you distract more? Do you fall off the face of the planet and do nothing? So what is important when you're listening to this list is just check in with yourself and be honest. Do you feel like you can replace some of the habits that you have when you're going through a hard time that are not very healthy with some of these other ones on our list that might be a healthy alternative for you? Because we're all different. Everybody copes in their own ways, But all of us also suffer in our own ways. So like figure out what you're doing that is not benefiting you and not helping you and then implement some of these on the list.
0: Thank you for clarifying that. I think that's really important. Yeah. So our next one that you can try implementing is moving your body. Yes. Right? Yes. Doing some ecstatic dance stretching doing yoga what feels good sometimes it feels good to move actually not sometimes always all the time if you let it if you let this be a practice of yours it always feels good to move emotion through and out of the body with movement
1: yeah it just I can't recommend highly enough creating a playlist for yourself that feels emotional that f- whatever that is yeah. for you. so you can have some in there that feel exciting some in there that feel heartbreaking some in there that feel angry or full of rage some in there that just feel melancholy and just like do do you know whatever some that feel like war or you know like you're preparing for war whatever but find songs that make you That you can feel moving through your body.
0: Put that puppy on and just do some movement that feels good.
1: God, moving the body just feels so good. And this is important for you to check in with yourself. If you're the kind of person who gets hyper fixated on being perfect and feels like you have to go to the gym when you're going through a hard time or you're not going to be worthy, check in with yourself. Can you give yourself a little break and not take it so damn seriously? Yes, thank you. Okay, so the constant reminders to just check in with yourself, check in with yourself, check in with yourself.
0: The next one we have on our list is acknowledging what you've been through. Hmm. I think we take for granted how much our body has been through. Mm-hmm. And in times of heartbreak, in times of sad, we can be so hard on ourselves. And what really needs to happen is just this heightened level of compassion to recognize that no matter if you did something to hurt somebody and that's why you're heartbroken or if somebody did something to you or if somebody left you, lost somebody, grief, all of this, your body is receiving all of that energetic information and have to, have to, have to acknowledge what we've gotten through, give ourselves gratitude, show ourselves love, continue telling yourself, thank you so much for holding me. I acknowledge you. I see you. I hear you.
1: Mm -hmm. And I love this as a journal prompt, writing down what you've already made it through in your life. So coming up with just a couple of things, like when have you been so resilient? All of us have those times, you know, even if for example, if you uh really wanted to go to a university and you didn't get in, you thought it was gonna completely ruin your world, you made it through that. It doesn't have to be really intense things, or it can be. Let's say you've made it through assault and you are living in a beautiful life and you're trying your best to get through it, or you've made it through a really hard relationship or You made it through your childhood. Like for some of us, our childhood was just atrocious
0: and you've already
1: made it through that. So you are going to make it through this next thing. Mm -hmm. And so just writing down for yourself, what have you already made it through and where have you exhibited resilience in your life?
0: I'm going to do that one tonight. I think I'm
1: going to do it too.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of like, why don't, why haven't I done that one? Yeah. I mean- all right. I love that prompt. This brings us to our last point for the Wolf Pack, which is, Lauren, go ahead. This is your favorite one. Thank you, Camille.
1: It is my favorite one, and I was going to say it's one of our pillars for this podcast as well. Yeah. And this is very hard in the moment. I will it's tell you that. Hard. Because it feels like there is nothing more serious. But – try to have a couple of moments when you're going through your hard time to zoom all the way out like a bird's eye view and just remember that it isn't that serious whatever you're going through it feels like there's nothing else in the world that matters and just remember what a tiny dot you are from a bird's eye view and how everything that's going on in your life, while it's so meaningful, it's also kind of hilarious how small it is. So just see if you can take a deep breath and ask yourself, can I take this a little bit less seriously for even a moment?
0: Yeah. For even a moment. Even, even if, It hits you and you have a laugh about it and then it feels really heartbreaking again just making sure we're reminding ourselves that it is incredible that we are here anyways the fact that we get to experience so much joy and so much heartbreak and sometimes both at the exact same time like some may say we are made of stardust (laughs) okay Just remember that it is not that serious. This is just a little blip of time.
1: Even the most vile and horrific things that happen to people in this life. I mean, fucking really dismemberment. Like I'm talking about like gross, horrible stuff that only a devil could concoct right? Even that is balancing out something. And as this is a kind of conversation that I'd eventually like to evolve to at a different time. But it's like, when we think about the grand nature of being alive, and just of the planet that we're living on, and all of the mysteries that are happening around us, even the most vile, horrible, atrocious things are happening how they should be in some weird chaotic gross way Mm -hmm. and so this isn't to discount anybody's experience ever because what you've been through the pain the heartbreak the the um injustice of it is exactly for you to experience and we're not taking that away from you at all it's just see if for a minute you can zoom out and see all of it for a second. Yeah. And all of the great things that you've been through too.
0: Hmm. We love our wolf pack so much. We do. We love our little wolf pups. We love our wolf pups. And Uh we're sending a special shout out today. You know what? It's going to be to all of you. It's those of you who are going through something heartbreaking right now. Those of you who just made it through something heartbreaking and you're out on the other end. Mm. Those of you who are in a great place. Those of you who are in a terrible place. All of it. It's all perfect. We love you guys. If you want to see more exclusive content from us, make sure to find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the Den Mothers. Or go to our website at thedenmothers.com to buy us a coffee or send us a voicemail so you can be featured on one of our upcoming episodes. We love you and we will see you next week. Yay! Ow, ow, ow!